Okay, so probably on about my 15th attempt of trying to record this and felt stupid every time and deleted it. So I'll try again. Um, so initially I was just going to do some examples and bring them to the TTE of people who had been lonely. And then we'd found them and they'd got some friends and then they weren't lonely anymore because we'd found them. But God just kept challenging me um, to do more than that. And he kept dropping different bits into my heart about what he wanted me to put together and bring to you guys. So that's what I'm doing. So this isn't naturally where I'm comfortable anyway at all. So if you know me, you know that I don't even like having my photograph taken. So doing this feels a bit awkward. Um, but anyway, God told me to do it. So here I am. So it got me thinking about the process of growing fruit, which I've never actually done to be fair. In fact, no, I did. I had a strawberry plant once and went all right, but not, not that great. Um, but it got me thinking about Matthew 13, 1 to 9. So a farmer went to plant his seed and I can see the farmer as being God. And some of the seed fell on the path and the birds ate it. Some fell on the rocky places, but the soil was too shallow. So the roots didn't go down deep enough. And when the plants grew, they weren't, didn't grow very far and then the sun burnt them up. Um, some fell on the thorns and the thorns and the plants grew up together and the thorns crowded out the plants. And some fell on good soil and, and those are the ones that flourished and um, grew fruit. And I can see our lives as being the soil. So God being the sower and sowing the seed and, and sowing it into us and, and our soil. So it's our responsibility to make sure that the soil is good. So not hardened um, by hurts and disappointments like the path. Not neglecting spending time with God in the word and filling yourself with Holy Spirit like the rocky places. Not filling our lives with rubbish and distractions of all different types. It's the stuff that takes over and crowds out the plans that God has for us. Um, but instead by being good soil, the soil that is soft, that's ploughed, turned over to God, nourished by the word and the spirit and set apart for his purpose. Um, and then he got me to thinking about Dawn's question from the TTE last time. She said there are lots of good people in the world, but what, how, what's the difference between what they do and what we would do? What's the difference? And we all sort of know the answer. We know it's Holy Spirit, but how how do we get to that place where it's it's different what what conditions do we need to have to make sure that that it's different that we're not just doing good for the sake of doing good and it got me thinking about all the days when i can go out and my life's a bit like the path where there is stuff that's got in the way where there's i don't know disappointments and whatever and i go out and I can see people and I can still be kind and do good things, but that's all that they are. They're just good things and it feels nice, but it doesn't make a massive difference. It's just for that moment, it might last a day, it might just last an hour, whatever it is. But when you're going out from a from the place of good soil where you've let God's seed be growing up from within you, it's completely different because going out and doing good things without him isn't it's not enough it's just it's just for now it's not eternal at all but when you're going out and you've cultivated your soil you spent time with god you spent time in the word you know his truth you're full of holy spirit you're sharp you're listening it's completely different and you you can see it's of the kingdom um, and it comes from a place of real love of the father's love not just for the sake of it and then after that he reminded me he used chloe actually to remind me of a time when the girls were young and we were walking around in the graveyard where we used to live 
well, we didn't used to live in the graveyard just next to it, but we used to go there anyway because it was quiet. Um, and this one day we were there and this rainbow appeared and Chloe just ran really fast towards it. And as she looked back at me, I could see she was stood in the rainbow and I said, Chloe, you're actually in the rainbow and she couldn't tell that she was but I could I could see that she she was stood in the rainbow and then God showed me you know you don't have to walk around in this place like you did just looking up at the rainbows and looking up at my promises and just admiring them from afar living the promise these are your promises these are my promises to you that's these are God's promises to us and he was reminding me that we need to live in them and um, show others how to live in those promises too because it's those promises that bring life so they're not they're not just to look at they're to live in they're to grab hold of they're to pull into the now and then that caused me to look into some of God's promises so in Isaiah 40 29 it says God gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak I've seen that for myself for what the work that he's done in me and I've seen that for what he's done in other people as well that's true that's the truth in psalm 68 6 it says god sets the lonely in families and that's true too set me in a family and i don't mean just my natural one with the girls and, and gavin but with you guys like you are my you are my family and i absolutely i'm so grateful that god set me a part of you all and john 8 36 he said so if the sun set you free you'll be free indeed and that's true too Jesus has set us free and we absolutely are free. No lie, no attack of the enemy can ever take that away. He's set us free. So these are some amazing promises. But if we were, so we know them because we've lived them. But if we were to say those to somebody who was in the pit of despair, who doesn't know God, who's not got a relationship with God, it's going to be no good. They're just words to them. So it's not very useful. So And God says, faith without good deeds is dead. And uh, think about Joyce and Jackie. Do you think that those guys would walk past somebody who's on the streets and say, go in peace, keep warm and be well fed and then just carry on walking? Not a chance, not a chance would they? They're gonna get down and they're gonna ask, what do you wanna eat? What do you want to drink? What's your favorite thing? Are you cold? Do you want some gloves? Do you want a blanket? They'll go off, they'll get what they need. They'll come back, they'll give them a hug, they'll pray for them. They'd do all of those. There's no way that they would just speak speak those words and do nothing about it. God gave us these and our feet, you know, to, to go and do his, his works with. And then can you imagine if we just knew of somebody who lived on their own? And we must all know somebody who does, lives on their own, doesn't have any family, doesn't have any friends. And we just walked past and told them, do you know that God set the lonely in the families and then just carried on walking? What good is that? Absolutely none at all. Where that family that God's promised to them, where the family that God's promised that he will set them in. So it's time for us to then go and spend some time with them, find out what kind of things they like, you know, f you know, mutual things in common, all those kinds of things, stuff that we all know. We're here to proclaim the good news and to be the light and the salt in this world to bring God's kingdom to earth, both physically and spiritually. And um, a good example of this is one night we were out with a street work team. It's a, a good few years ago now, and um, a, a guy that we know came up to us and his face was really, really swollen. And he said, I've not eaten for days. I've not had a drink, it's so painful. And he had this huge abscess in the inside of his mouth. So we said, okay. 
So we just all laid hands on him and we stood in the middle of town and we just called heaven to earth for him and prayed in that healing. And right there before our eyes, his face just went back down to normal. And he stood there and he's going, what? And he's rubbing it and he's opening his mouth. And we, I mean, I was saying we were as shocked as he was. We were just so happy right there in front of us that that has happened. So the swelling disappeared. And the next thing you know, we look around, so has Joyce. Where's she gone? She's gone to get him a burger. Brings it back. Brendan's making him a hot chocolate. You know, he's not eating for days. That burger tasted delicious. He loved his hot chocolate. And he went away knowing, you know, that God had healed him. God loved him enough to heal him that night and to let him have some food and somebody provided everything he needed and he knew that and he went away knowing that um, and we stood there praising God for what he'd done and in Isaiah 61 uh, verse 1 it says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me Brendan you know this off by heart I know you do because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release the darkness for the prisoners. I mean, that's amazing. That's what he's anointed us guys to do, all of us, to proclaim the good news to the poor. He's sent us to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release the darkness for the prisoners. So bring the light into all those situations. And in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it's our responsibility and our privilege to keep our soil and our lives ploughed and nourished so that God's seed can grow and be fruitful. Whatever it is, whatever it is that he you know, wants to sow in us, if the soil's ready, then that's great that's that's exactly what we need to be so as long as we're ready we don't need to be concerned about what it is is going to sow in us the soil's right god's going to water it and we'll just see what amazingness comes out we need to know who we are in him and what his promises are and to not just admire his promises but afar from afar but to live in them and so that's easier said than done in it when with our eyes it doesn't look a certain way to keep hold of his promises when stuff's really hard or to keep hold of his promises when everything around us might be telling us different is really hard but it's absolutely vital that that's what we do we just keep calling those truths out we just keep calling out those promises but god this is what you've said in your word it says this and you know there are so many times a day when i get challenged with stuff and i just think no that can't be true that can't be true because god it says in your word that this is what it says and i hold on to that because if i don't i have no idea what would have happened to us and our family but God has God has kept us because of his promises the other night we were praying and I found myself literally in fact just what, what Bev had said um this morning it's on Sunday she said um about grabbing like Mr Tickle grabbing and bringing things in or as we were praying Monday night just gone that's exactly what I found myself doing so these situations that were on the earth that looked really awful and really terrible that weren't in line with God's promises I found myself reaching up to heaven and pulling them down and placing them in the situation for each and every single one that we'd prayed for and I could feel it I could feel his promise in my hand and I could feel it going into where it needed to go in I thought God this is so powerful these promises are powerful they're real they're not just fairy stories they're real promises that are changing things right now so we need to know what they are because if we don't know what we are they are we can't pull them down onto earth and as well as just pulling them down to earth as well, it's about bringing them into being. So so 
um, pray, praying and doing at the same time. So while we're praying for captives to be set free, we're helping people come out of the, those dark pits that they've got themselves into um, in any, any way, and it's different for everybody. But that's what we're here for. We're never going to come into contact with anybody who God doesn't love and has not got a plan for. So anybody we walk past, he loves them and he's got an amazing plan for them. And if they don't know that, we need to make it our business to, to make sure that they do know that to so they know how valued and loved that they are. So they know that they're here for purpose. So they know they've got a father that loves them. They've got a family that wants to be around them. They know that they've got great, great value in this place. I see so many people wandering around not thinking much of themselves at all and um that's not how god sees us and he's, he's challenging he's challenging me in that as well a lot it's up to us to be attentive and to be listening to what holy spirit is saying to us wherever we are whatever we're doing um being attentive and using the gifts that we've been given and when i think about all those guys as a family and i think about all the gifts and amazing things that god's placed in each in each one of us just makes me smile you know i think of of John Batty and I mean me and Gavin we talk about him all the time and just say if anybody had anything bad to say about John Batty they'd be the stupid one because there is just nothing wrong with him he's just so amazing he is he's so generous with his time he's loving he never judges anybody yeah John really love you and um yeah we need we need more of that so yeah, so I know we've got lots of different testimonies among us of stories and of what God has done, great things that God's done in people's lives. And I've got one that I'd love to be able to share with you about me and um, my friend that I've just come into contact with these last few months. So at some point soon, I don't know when I'll be able to do that, but yeah, I'd love to share it with you. Um, and here's some more of yours as well. Take care. I hope this was all right. Not too weird. I can't even believe a child hasn't run in shouting me or the dog hasn't barked or any of that. So thank you for listening. Bye-bye.